This is the best, 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 best practices in education and Odyssey School podcast. Let's fly away in a cloud. This podcast aims to offer professional resources, practical tools, and inspiring conversations to teachers and parents in their quest for excellent education. And the trees are rainbow, and you'll see the corn every now and then because that's not weird at all. Welcome to Best Practices, an Odyssey School podcast. My name is Corey Adams, and I'll be your host. Today, we're joined by Odyssey first and second grade teacher Barbie Britton. Barbie holds a Bachelor of Arts in English from Texas A&M University and a Master's in Curriculum from the University of Houston. She brings over 15 years of teaching experience ranging from pre-K through second grade in both public and private schools. Barbie, welcome to the show. Ah, thanks for having me. Yeah. Awesome. Let's start by just talking about what your best practice topic is. Yes, my best practice topic is forming strategic partnerships. And um, I really discovered this idea when I moved from Houston to the Asheville area. I was in Hendersonville first, and I was quickly involved in the Hands-On Children's Museum, part of their board of directors. Mm-hmm. And it, I just kind of was put into this place of having to form strategic partnerships and it really grew on me. And then I started implementing them in my classroom experience at my last school that I worked at. Yeah. I think it's pretty safe to say for our audience that you are an incredible connector. Yeah. That's, I think relationships, we're just made for relationships. And, um, one of my most favorite things is to, love recklessly. So (laughs) I just want to meet people and support them and love them and respect them. And what better way to do that than to make partnerships with people? Yeah, I love that. And it would be great maybe for teachers out there who are more shy or feel uncertain. Can you tell us why? Like, why have you done it? And what is the benefit of it? Yeah. um, Well, I just realized that alone, we can't really do that much, but together (laughs) we can do a lot. So it's like having a lot of different arms or a lot of different fingers or hands and everyone has different talents and skills. And you may be a really good um, teacher, but you really are interested in bringing music into your class. Well, I mean, why not find a musician to come to your class and help you? And I think you're right. A lot of us are shy and scared to reach out to people. And I think that was kind of the message of my topic of forming strategic partnerships is we always all have this fear of kind of being rejected or Mm -hmm. someone telling us no. Yeah. Um, Can you give us some examples of ways that you're implementing that? And I'd love to hear, because I do know what an incredible connector you are, kind of um, small stakes. So what are small stakes partnerships that you have found to be nurturing for your classroom and also kind of bigger stakes partnerships that you're like, okay, this can be revolutionary in X way. Yeah. Um, as far as like a small stake one, I would say, you know, you use the community around you for sure, where you have this resource of these amazing parents who have a lot of different skill sets that would love to be part of your community. And I, I just remember 
even even now with my five-year-old twins when I ask them like what does your mommy do for a living Mm -hmm. like they just think I'm a mommy even though they go to school (laughs) with me and so I've asked kids in my class like what does your parents do and they don't really know and so Mm -hmm. being able to connect with their own parents to see the value of things that they can bring in right now I know that we have some publishers Mm -hmm. some magazine writers and we have musicians a lot of musicians and you know just kind of putting out out there like I'd like to do something like have a, a music event in my class and all the parents who are like, Oh, I want to be involved. Like I want to help. What instrument can I buy for you? Or what can I, what can I bring? Like we just had parents who, who don't maybe don't feel like they have any talents, but they have monitor monetary resources that they mm-hmm. can give. And so they say things like, I want to support your class in a small way. Mm-hmm. What can I buy for your class? And even those are strategic partnerships and they make them feel connected to the classroom community. But on a grander scale, this is the best part, and I I feel like this is really what forming major strategic partnerships is, is giving an educator the ability to dream big. Mm -hmm. Yeah, great. And, And there are so many ways as a teacher or even as an administrator, you want something for the school or something for your community and being able to sit and think really hard about what is important in your classroom and coming up with some ideas and then looking at the world in a big picture, like what is Mm -hmm. around me Mm -hmm. that I can use as a resource. So maybe it's a store or a boutique shop that's down Mm -hmm. the street or it's, you know, someone builds houses or you have a friend who's a photographer. I have some amazing friends who are photographers who are always willing to help or Mm -hmm. um, just, you know, or some really cool local, locally owned um, big corporations or Mm -hmm. black owned businesses that are just down the street in the river arts district and just really wanting to connect with them and show that we want to support them and feel like we'd make a good partner with them. Yeah. So what I hear you saying is the first step is kind of surveying your resources and that can be in a small pond. So it can be in the pond of your classroom and just kind of looking around you and seeing what is there and what's available to you. And then when you start to dream big, it's looking around in the wider world and seeing what can be present and what possibilities are there that you may not have considered before. And I know in watching your presentation, you had an example that you were sharing with us. So can you talk a little about what the work you've been doing this fall is? Yes, I have. I adore being outside with really tall, tall trees. <laughs> Me too. We are, and we are so blessed to have all of that acreage where our kids are running freely and playing with acorns and leaves and limbs. And I get to sit and watch them and breathe in the oxygen and just marvel at the creation. And I was thinking about how wonderful it would be to provide the opportunity to have a space for more mindfulness Mm -hmm. activities outside in this beautiful wooded area. And one of my favorite things to do in the whole entire world is to sit in like lounge type swinging chairs that hang (laughs) from trees. And um, 
I just kind of was like, ooh, we need this. And so my first instinct was to fundraise or to figure out a way for someone to give me money because that's also part of strategic partnerships. Sure. But the second way was, you know what? Eno is from Asheville. Mm. You know, they're based out of Asheville. And I was like, I'm just going to ask them, do they want to make a partnership with us? So if people are listening and they don't know, Eno is a hammock company, right? Yeah, it's... um, I think it's called Eagle Nest Outfitters or something like that. I'm not sure yeah. that I I'm I'm apologizing apologizing to Eno if that's not what it really stands for. Um, and I just literally went onto their website where it said contact us, and I wrote, "Hey, like I work at this awesome school, and I would really love to see if y'all would be interested in partnering with us to make our outdoor area." into a mindfulness area for the whole school where, you know, from pre-K to 12 and would really love to talk or connect with you. And sometimes people respond when you do that. I know you've probably entered in your stuff into contact us and been like, they're never going to respond. <laughs> um, but they did. And really quickly. And, um, and we set up a, a, like a meeting to have us, we had a zoom meeting with the marketing um, person. And I shared my vision and shared some kind of scholarly articles about how swinging and vestibular stimulation is really good in the cognitive development of children. And, um, and we talked about what COVID has done to Eno right now, which is, I'm sure everybody's heard this, the supply chain of their inventory is low and they were very interested in wanting to partner with us. But the answer was kind of like, we have to wait until next year with hopes that things are going to be improved, but very, very excited at the vision and wanting to connect with, you know, another um, local school to provide some hammocks and some lounge chairs to give us that um, space for the whole school and the teachers and admin to, be able to enjoy the outside a little bit better. Yeah. And, and in that you're identifying a need. So you're looking around at the student's experience and your experience and saying, Hey, what can make this even better? What can make that playing outside and being in that space feel even better for the students? And then making that jump to the resource pool around you to see where opportunities are which I think can feel really exciting for communities. It is. You know, here's the thing about it is, uh, and it goes back to that fear of being rejected, is where like, yeah, the community's excited to be partner, partnered with you, but we still have that fear of reaching out to them because mm. we're like scared that they're going to say no. So, but, if but that's, a, so if that's like a key, if that's a key piece, then what, how do you move through that? Well, I mean, a lot of breathing. <laughs> I think, you know, I, I, I still, it's a lot. I mean, I talk to my therapist a lot about feeling like rejected all the time, but it, it, here's the thing. What happens to you if they say no, like nothing, right? Like you're not losing anything, but they're more than likely, I think 100% of the asks that I've made either on for hands-on or for my last school where I was like, I want to get 3D printers. Like everything was yes. Mm. People want to help. That's inside us. They want that relationship. They want to build that community as well. Um, And it's just kind of getting your over your own self. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. What I love about that is 
really when we're able to walk ourselves through the long range exercise of what happens, if I make the ask and if the no happens, is that actually we just stay in the state that we're currently in, that we're already living in. And so the opportunity for growth doesn't feel frightening for me when I look at it that way. And some of the strategic moments that I've been like, oh, this could make it so much better. And if it doesn't happen, things are still good now. And then we can look for something else. Or there's maybe another person you can ask. Sure. I mean, if it wasn't Eno, I could go to, you know, a sporting goods store or somewhere else. It doesn't have to be your first... um, resource that you reach out to and you just keep on asking and then you keep on getting yeses and then it's really fun (laughs) yeah and uh I wanted to draw out another thing I heard you say which was looking so in Asheville and at Odyssey we've been talking a lot about racial equity work and how we can do that and I heard you say looking for black owned businesses that we can partner with or collaborate with and support them in our community. And so I love just having a little shout out moment about that. So I know, can you speak to that? Yeah, I can. Um, I know that Grind AVL is doing a lot of work with the Black Wall Street movement here. So they're organizing all a lot of black owned businesses mm-hmm. and creating a resource that you can um, get to on their website as well. And I just kind of encourage people to do to go to reach out to these um, artisans and businesses and support them, whether that's from Odyssey doing that. And I know that there's a lot of movement here at Odyssey to do that, but also in your own practice, like for holiday gifts or sure any of that kind of stuff. And just reminding, I want to send a note reminder out to those teachers who listen that. We know that when black students get to see black professional adults moving around in the community and doing their thing, that it's just great. It's great for everyone. It's great for them to see the opportunities and possibilities and for the rest of our community lives to become richer. So yeah, I love hearing that. Is there anything else that you would want to recommend as a first step for people? Or um, I know you did an exercise with the faculty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did a like a brainstorming kind of of just like really thinking about what you wanted, like something really big and unattainable, <laughs> like, some, you know, and we had some really good ideas. Like one of them was that kind of a neurofeedback machine, like we'd love mm. to put some of our middle school boys on a neurofeedback <laughs> machine. <laughs> I get so excited when I hear that. A, <laughs> and I was like, idea. oh, let's get it. Let's how do I, I mean, like, let's figure out how we do this. That's how I work is if I have a big idea, I want to get it done. And, um, I think you really, one of the best things to do is to find someone that you can brainstorm with, whether Mm -hmm. it's, um, a mentor teacher or administrator or teaching partner or an assistant or your partner at home or even your five-year-old kid. Sometimes they have really good ideas as well. Yeah. And then I would go from there, like brainstorm and think really big think really big. I mean, I think as adults, we stop thinking really big. Yeah, I would agree with that. So we're sending out today closing with people encouraging them get a cup of tea or after school glass of wine and sit down and get your notebook in front of you listen to some great music and spend time doing that brainstorming, get a list together and think big, Barbie says. Yeah, do it. Go do it.
Thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Anytime I'll be here. (laughs) This has been Best Practices in Education, an Odyssey School podcast. It was recorded here in our music studio in Asheville, North Carolina at Odyssey School, engineered by our music director, River Gargarian, and the original theme music was created by the Misfits of Cragberry, an Odyssey student band. Let's fly away in a cloud.